She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. The ICI, I, I pronounce it Vicky. Angela Bowen, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a Small Wonder podcast. Yes, I'm continuing my coverage of season three with season three, episode three, entitled Who Done It? Basically, it's all one word. <laughs> this aired September 26th, 1987. And in this episode, Jamie takes the blame for a theft to protect a girl. Any guesses who it is? Well, let me tell you. If you listened to last month's episode, you heard me rant and rave and complain a bitch about the return of Jessica. We've seen this bitch twice already, once in season one and season two, and we'll get her at least two or three more times after this episode. And then luckily after that, never see her again. She will be gone when season four rolls around in 2026. (laughs) or 2025, excuse me, so we'll never have to see her face. Ugh. Let me tell you, the writers know how to write a bitchy pain in the ass. I hate you character. I mean, just look at Harriet and Bonnie Brindle, for example, of annoying. But, I mean, this girl, Jessica, is just, he's a plain old bitch. So anyway, episode's got 7.4 out of 10, based on 20 ratings. We have Lehan, L-I-H-A-N-N, Jones, playing Jessica. Looks like she is the only guest star in this episode. This episode was directed by Leslie H. Martinson. We have writers Steve Granite, Mel Shiver, and Howard Leeds. All writers, of course, Howard Leeds being the creator of the show. All right, do we have, why am I even asking? Because we never have trivia. We never have goofs on IMDb. Apparently, we do get the filming location, which is the studio where the show is filmed. So, I mean, I'm sure it doesn't exist. If it does exist, it's probably a studio for some other show. So, without further ado, let's jump into Season 3, Episode 3, Who Done It? Alright, so we open the episode, we're in class, Joan's still teaching, she's still a substitute, probably still teaching for free, getting nothing. And the subject is Romeo and Juliet, and we see Jessica in Jamie's class, along with Vicky's also there, but why is she in his class now when she wasn't before? I don't get it. So Joan asks a question, where's this play of Shakespeare's, one of his greatest love stories ever told. Where was it set? And she says, v- well, I think Vicky says Vienna. And then when Joan goes to pull down a map of where Vienna is, there's a heart with an arrow going through it saying Jamie plus Jessica. Oh, this kid, he does not learn. He can do so much better than this girl, yet he keeps going back to her. What? Uh, He's just, he's desperate, and it's sad. But he's always been that way since season one. Jamie's just a desperate guy who never learns a lesson, because if he did, would we even have a show if he were constantly learning a lesson and never repeating that same mistake a hundred thousand times over. The same with the family and the things that Vicky does, that they know that she's capable of taking things too literally, that they don't, they aren't careful with the wording and everything like that with her. And yeah. All right. Well, so let's see how this goes. this Shakespeare's finest romantic tragedy. Now, who can tell me the name of Romeo's true love? Jamie, what the hell are you doing? You, Jamie? Jessica. <laughs> She's like, everyone's like literally so close to each other. Oh, yes, Vicky? Romeo loved Juliet, not Jessica. Jamie has the hearts for Jessica. Say it wrong. All right. 
Italian city of Verona. And that's the Jamie, knock it off. I dotted the eyes with Jujubees. Your favorite. Leave me the fuck alone. on top of each other. There's like literally not even an inch of space between these desks. She's pri he's practically sitting in her lap. And he's because when she asked Joan asked a question about who did Romeo, who was his great lover, whatever. And Jamie is literally in her face. Jessica's face. But Jessica he, he's mesmerized. Ugh. I'm just so sick of this repeated storyline. She doesn't want him in any way, shape, or form. She calls him a nerd. She says, you're brutish. And she even calls him, yeah, and boring and a nerd and just your grunge. Like, I mean, this is 1987. Grunge really wouldn't hit until sometime in the 90s. So, uh, <laughs> he even doesn't know what the word grunge means. Yeah, and she's just saying how, like, she, he embarrassed her because of that sign that says Jessica and Jamie or Jamie and Jessica with a heart around it. Ugh. What happened to Warren, by the way? Because he's not in this episode. I take it they crashed and burned. Yeah, she dumped him as soon as they walked out of that restaurant. That was the last time we saw her was in the beginning of season two. She even calls him a vulgar buffoon. She calls him gross, crude, and boorish. When he's like grunge, and I like how they have Vicky dress. They have her in yellow with black. It's not plaid, but anyway, it's just a yellow with the uh, black squares on it and suspenders. So when Jamie's wondering what the word grunge means, Vicky says it's the green stuff underneath the refrigerator. Oh, grunge would become a style later on. I mean, in the 90s, yeah.
Sorry, that was a close call. Here, Vicky, go throw this in the trash can in the hallway. And erase everything from your memory bank. You saw nothing, you heard nothing, you remember nothing. I saw nothing, I heard nothing, I remember nothing. gonna learn he's thinking he should apologize and write her like some love poetry and he sucks at words so he has Vicky help him out turns out it's lines from a nasal spray commercial and then he goes I don't I, I, I don't understand why Joan has her perfume there at school why I don't get it so He's like, oh, women love getting letters for perfume. I'd be like, well, you have the backwards. I'm sure they more like would put their perfume. Uh, yeah, we've all seen Grace. We know what Sandy and um, Marty Maraschino Cherry, whatever her name is, who was like had a, a, a bunch of sailors that she was writing letters to. Anyway, yeah, she would spray perfume. I guess that's just something you did back in the day when you know, have you know, a phone or when you're writing letters and you wanted to send your signature scent. So then someone's got, he has Vicky watch the door while the door's closed anyway. That'd be a red flag. So he's like, Vicky, sound the alarm if you hear anyone. And she hears footsteps. They go hide under Joan's desk. And then of course we see that it's clearly a kid with jeans and we see their white shoes. They go over to the desk, grab something, and then walk away. So clearly, Jessica, I'm guessing, stole those uh, test papers or for that big history test that's coming up. Because Joan's like, study hard. It's going to be a tough one. Use the weekend. Grab a study buddy if you need to. <laughs> so yeah, odds are that's what... Jamie's going to take the fall for it, according to IMDb's summary for this episode. This kid, he's like calling her his great love. And it's like, oh, the love of my life. And oh my gosh. And it's just, I don't know. Anyway, so when Joan comes back, she's like, wow, is that my perfume? And Jamie's like, yeah, maybe you put too much on this morning. And she's even surprised, like, why are, I would be like, why are you still in here when no one else is, and why was the door shut? I'd be like, hmm. So, Jamie and Vicky leave, and then, yeah, Joan's looking for the two test papers that she had with probably most likely the answers on it. Yep, this isn't going to go over so well. He's probably, well, and the fact that Jamie even tells Vicky, erase this whole scene from your memory bank. You saw nothing, you heard nothing, you know nothing. Isn't that strange? We have two copies of those test questions in here. Oh, test questions, nothing, really. Oh, no, someone stole one of the copies. I Jamie? No, your kid wouldn't do that. He ain't that smart. Or stupid. Well, he is stupid, but... What is it? Is it great or what? What is it? What is it? Well, your mom's been bugging me for a new kitchen clock, right? And so I saw this advertised on television. 1995, guaranteed for a lifetime, and it does everything. Here, watch this. Hello. Are you a talking wonder clock? <laughs> At dawn, time will be 5-11. You better save your seat. Like the voice said, Dad, that talking wonder is a crock, all right. <laughs> 20 bucks. made in America. Well. Well, maybe I can fix it, huh? Send it back. Jamie, I need to have a talk with you. Yeah, what about? Uh, please sit down. 
perfume that you've got on you. Yeah, I accidentally spilled the bottle. I should have told you. Then you admit it. You were in my briefcase. <sighs> Jamie, this is very serious. A thing like this could follow you around for the rest of your life. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> well, I hate to have to tell the principal about this. The principal? Mom, it was just a little perfume. I'm talking about the test that I'm giving the class on Friday that you stole. I didn't steal a test. Jamie, you were the only one in the classroom, and you admit that you were my briefcase. Well, yeah, but wait a minute. Vicky was there, too. Vicky, come here! She'll tell you I'm innocent. A robot always tells the truth. Vicky! You yelled? <laughs> Vicky, tell Mom what happened after class today. I saw nothing. I heard nothing. I remember nothing. Vicky, tell her! I saw nothing. I heard nothing. I remember nothing. I hope she's not your best witness. Mom, who are you going to believe? Your own son or a lying bucket of balls? <laughs> Jamie, like you said, a robot doesn't lie. I can learn. <laughs> Mom, I know it looks bad, but I didn't steal your test. Give me a couple of days. Maybe I can find out who did. Jamie, I can't give you any special treatment just because you're my son. Then don't think of me as your son. Think of me as that adorable little tyke you met in the hospital. <laughs> well, all right. I want to believe you, Jamie. I'll give you until the test Friday to clear yourself. And you won't tell Dad? Not until Friday. <laughs> so, Ted buys something off the television for like 20 bucks. It's like, oh, your mom's been bugging me for like a kitchen clock. And he gets some electronic thing that I guess is supposed to say the time, but it says something about it being a crock. And it has a, a, a kind of a foreign voice, which again, probably could be taken as offensive. And starts smoking. I'd be like, I'm sure she wants a clock that she can, I mean, to me, if I have, I mean, the microwave has a clock on it. The oven has a clock on it. We have, we can tell time like any place, anywhere. Our cars, just any, our phone. There is no reason for us not to know what time it is, what time of day it is. But, I mean, the fact that he just, he goes and buys this thing, and then the thing starts smoking. It's like, you pay 20 bucks for that. Not to mention, I'm sure shipping and handling probably wasn't free. He also mentions about how it wasn't made in America. It's like, not that that makes a difference or anything, but still. Uh, that just seemed like a gimmick back in the 80s and even 90s. It's like, shit you bought off television half the time was shit. It was just utter fucking garbage. And then, odds are, you probably couldn't return it. So, you're out 20 fucking dollars, plus shipping and handling. Yeah, that's the thing also. It was another thing. It's like, oh, you get this and... We'll give you the other one free. You just pay separate shipping and processing fee. I'm like, well, then it really isn't that free, is it? You're sending both in the same fucking box. Why are you paying a separate shipping and handling fee? I don't fucking know. So Joan thinks that Jamie could have taken the, the tests. She flat out accuses him, but he's thinking she's talking about his perfume, saying, oh, this kind of thing could follow you around for years. And he's like, you're telling me as he sniffs his own pits. And she's even saying how she'll have to tell the principal. And he has no idea what she's talking about. It's like, mom, it's just a little perfume. Calm down. And she says, no, I'm talking about you stealing the test. She flat out accuses him and the thing is, it's one of those things where you're guilty just because of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And, of course, when he told Vicky, you saw nothing, you know nothing, you heard nothing. Because he's like, Mom, she'll back me up. You guys were under the damn desk. You heard footsteps outside. You saw those footsteps. You saw those legs and feet. And you heard someone moving shit around on the desk above your fucking head. 
You heard it. Yeah, you had to. So she says, look, I'm not going to tell the principal. Well, he's even saying I'm innocent. Who are you going to, you're not going to take the word over your own son? Can't you like wait a few days so I can find out who did do this? And she's like, well, I can't give you special treatment because you're my son. And he's like, oh, well, don't think of me as your son. Think of that me as that adorable little tyke you met in the hospital. So, of course, being he's Jamie, she's like, look, I'll give you till the day of the test to come clean or find the culprit. And Jamie's like, you're not going to tell Dad about this, right? And she's like, I'll tell him on Friday if you don't come clean or find the culprit. So, yeah, I like the fact that she did say, look, just because you're my son doesn't mean I can give you special treatment. If there was for anyone else, I would be going straight to the principal and telling them. Because, yeah, I think she probably needs those tests to be able to give the test. Because she's got to have the answers to the question. I think it was just the questions to the test. So the thing is, if you know what the questions are on the test, you can look up the fucking information. <clears throat> I mean... So, not only is Jessica a bitch, she's a fucking thief. And, yeah. So, let's see how this is going to go, actually. Um, Jones sees Ted in the kitchen. He's trying to clean up the, the smoke coming from that, that clock thing that he ordered off the television. She doesn't say, what's that burning plastic smell? Cover your eyes, cover your eyes, huh? There's a surprise for you. Okay, you can look now. I got you the new kitchen clock you wanted, huh? That's a clock? Really? It looks like watch a this, watch this. stormtrooper helmet. Harold, are you talking Wonder Croc? Wonder Croc? Time will be. Whoa, you're gonna burn your fucking house down. The damn fuse box is fucked. Dear, is he going to do that every hour? <laughs> Vicky, I guess the first thing we should do is question all the kids in class. Nah, that's no good. We wouldn't know if they're telling the truth, not without a lie detector. Lie detector, an electronic device used to detect if a person is lying, and it's made in America. <laughs> right, too bad we don't have one. Hey, wait a minute, we do have an electronic device. You, Vicky, you'll be my lie detector. Me, are you going to believe a lying bucket of bolts? <laughs> so, Jimmy, of course, is thinking about asking all the students <laughs> if they took, like, point blank asking them, did you steal the test? Did you steal the test? Uh, yeah, I see that not going well. <laughs> so, he's thinking of a lie detector. Like, hey, what if we can talk? And then... And I was kind of thinking in the back of my mind, like, well, what if Vicky had that up, a way to do that? I mean, I know it tests, like, what, blood pressure and, like, temperature and all your, all that stuff. So, I mean, if Vicky's got that ability, I'm like, may as well test it, see what happens. Maybe she'll come up with a culprit. Also, there's another, it feels like this piece of shit thing that Ted over Ted ordered off the television for Joan that alarm crock piece of crap he's like oh I fixed it honey and then it ends up blowing I thought it, like the lights were gonna go out like the power was gonna go out because he blew like the fuse box or blew a fuse but luckily that didn't happen didn't burn the house down but it did cause sparks to fly out of the fuse box I'm just like okay that this running gag can die anytime now so now we're in the classroom I'm really curious to see how Jamie's gonna go with making Vicky a lie detector and test these kids to see which one is the culprit because he's only I don't know what day this is his mom says you got till Friday when the test actually is to find the culprit if not I'm just gonna say that you're guilty and go to the principal. Have a nice lunch class. Where's Reggie? Isn't he normally in class with him? Why should we wear the same okay, damn shirt? You're going to be my lie detector at lunch so we can find out who stole the test, okay? Okay. 
When I touch a person, my hand will detect any changes in their skin temperature and pulse rate, which will indicate if they are lying. Right. Just grab their hand, ask a couple of dumb questions like, what's your favorite color? You don't think that... Then we hit them with the big one about the test. Understand? Understand? Are you giving that around a lot of kids? We don't want them to know what we're doing, so we got to set up some signals. Now, if they're telling the truth, I want you to laugh. <laughs> no, that's what you and don't believe. Be... Sneeze. A Truth, laugh, <laughs> lie, sneeze. <laughs> right in his face. Right in his face. Right. Just don't let go of their hand. Come on. Don't let go of their hand? That's going to backfire. Okay, so yeah, I was thinking Reggie was going to. He's not in this episode, I guess. They just don't have him in class. So he called in sick. Who knows? So at first I thought <laughs> Vicky was wearing the exact same thing as. Because she's wearing a similar yellow shirt, but no, it's a different shirt. Different colored suspenders. Anyway, so basically the whole registering how their pulse rate, you know, changes and everything like that. And um, their emotions, you know, can tell if she can tell if they're lying or not. And just some of the things like, okay, we're going to need a signal, so if they're... Telling the truth, you laugh, and then, then if they're lying, you sneeze or whatever. And then he also says, also, don't let go of their hand. That's going to be problematic. Well, it's just, you don't want to be so, and she's going to be asking the same question, like, what's your favorite color? Did you steal the test? In the lunchroom, where everyone is going to be, you don't think they're not going to be tipped off by that? The fact that she has to, like, take their hand in order to do this? You do that to one or two people, people are going to wonder, like, what is going on with this girl? They already think she's strange. The fact that she's going to go up and ask them all the same damn questions. It's basically going to be anyone in their class, not the whole school. But just, I know this is going to backfire. I guess we've questioned about everyone in class. We still don't have a suspect. Yes, we do. Who? You. Oh, there she is. Hi, Jessica. Hello, Jamie. What's your favorite color? What? Why did she grab it? Let go of my hand. What's your favorite color? Well, if you must know, it's peach. That's not a color. He's telling the truth. Come on. Did you ever steal a history test? What? Of course not. Vicky, obvious. Hey, you sneezed. Jessica, you did steal that history test, didn't you? How dare you accuse me of stealing? I would never do such a thing. You've got a lot of nerve. I was hiding in the classroom. I saw you. But I like a guy with nerve. No. Lover boy. No. Vicky, I think I can take it from here. No, you can't. You're muddled. Lover boy. Jamie, if you were to turn me in... It'd be very embarrassing. And you know how I hate to be embarrassed. I do, I do. Kid. On the other hand, if you were to do something noble, like say, take the blame yourself, then I could go steady with you. Bull. Steady? Shit. <laughs> of course. I've always had a thing for men with blue eyes. <sighs> Kid. Kind of brown, but why quibble? <laughs> Yeah, well, the fact that she grabs the, Jessica's wrist. Well, this is after they've claimed they question everybody, except for Jessica and except for Jamie, which we know he didn't steal the test. So, of course, when Vicky's like, oh, she literally grabs, like, manhandles Jessica's arm, which I don't care because she's a bitch. She deserves it. And <laughs> Vicky asks what her favorite color is. And she says peach. I'm like, that's not a fucking color. That's a fruit, you dumbass. So <laughs> she asked if she ever, you know, stole a history test. And she says no. Vicky starts sneezing immediately. But at least we know her favorite color is peach. And then, yeah. And then Jamie's like, well, wait a minute. You did steal. Yeah, and he even says, I saw you. I saw you steal. You know, because he was under the desk. And then she immediately turns on the charm, calling him lover boy, saying, oh, why don't you take the blame for me? That would be so great. We could even go steady. 
Although if you told the truth and said I did steal the test, that would embarrass me. You know how I hate to be embarrassed. And then she's saying about having a thing for guys with blue eyes. And Jamie, after she's left, says, but I am blue, but white, blue, but... Oh. Yeah, and he even like, oh, Vicky, I got it, I can handle it. No, you can't. Dude, this is the third fucking time she's been a bitch to him. And he's let her walk all over him. It's like, this guy's got no pride. He's got no dignity. So, yeah, now we're going back to the house. Ted is now fixing the fuse box since he broke it with that stupid, as seen on TV, crock clock. <laughs> So, we'll see what happens. Um, Jamie, just be honest. She doesn't want anything to do with you. The kid needs to read signals because he is... He's, I would even throw in the word Twitter-painted just from Bambi because he, he is completely obsessed, infatuated, over the moon, in love with this girl who wants jack shit to do with him. If he die tomorrow she would not care she would not cry she would not go to his funeral that's how much she doesn't care about him dude you're not Mr. Nice fix it you're gonna break that whole house and burn it down damn that house must have termites some little tap Good thing you're not a diamond cutter. <laughs> now, now, seems to be wedged between the two water pipes. Oh my gosh. You need to call professional because you're ripping your house, house apart. And there's the water. Scum. You confess to stealing the test. My mom already thinks I did. So they give me a few demerits, so I have to stay after class a couple of days. So what? I'll be going steady with the girl in my dreams. I'm the only girl in school who doesn't wear a retainer. <laughs> after all, what's the worst thing that could happen? Tiny people from another planet land in your ear. And take up yodeling. Weird. You've been watching Saturday Night Live again, haven't you? With guest host Robin Williams. Nano, nano. <laughs> there. Yeah, I knew I would find a use for this funny putty. Funny putty. Good thing Jamie gave it to you for your birthday. <laughs> Mom? to tell you something about that test that was stolen from your classroom. Did you find out who took it? It was me. No, it wasn't. Oh, Jamie. You stole a test? It was a mad, crazy win, Dad. And I know I should be punished, but not a lot. <laughs> I promise I'll never do it again. You bet you won't. You are grounded. No phone, no TV, and no going out. Oh, Two days of that will really make an impression on me. <laughs> Two days, three months. Well, I'm talking permanently. Like, never. Permanently? Yeah. Until further notice. Kid. That kid's got to learn that a person has to be responsible for his own actions. Like, you? not believe this kid why the hell is he taking the rep for he thinks he's gonna go she's gonna actually agree to go study with him she don't even want to be seen in public with him i was surprised she didn't move seats when he sat down next to her i don't know if they have assigned seating or not but the fact that he's like oh what's the worst that could happen they'll like knock me down a few demerits and make me stay after class a couple days but I'll be going steady with Jessica. And he's, he keeps calling her the girl of my dreams. And I'm like, dude, you need to get some bigger, better dreams. Because your dreams are weak sauce and pathetic. He's being pathetic. He's selling himself short. He's selling himself out for some bitch who don't give a shit about him. So, 
Of course, he goes, confesses, like, oh, Mom, I know who took the test. It was me, because he thinks they'll go light on him with the punishment. And he thinks it'll only be for a couple days. Because I thought Ted was going to wail on him. I really, he, ugh, we haven't gotten a spanking joke in a long time, which is good. I pray that we've moved past that. But he's like, oh, yeah, no phone, no going out, no TV. When I when he said phone, and this is 87, guys, but I immediately am, like, thinking no phone, like, as in nowadays would be, like, in a kid's world, detrimental, like, horrible, like, the worst thing ever, apparently, probably to them. Whereas back in 87, the only phone you were using was probably attached to a wall or a cordless that you could only take. It only had a, like a certain amount of range to it. So, and the fact that Jamie's like, Oh yeah, I can go a couple of days without that. Oh, that's horrible. I'm so, but no, Ted's like, no, I mean permanently as in you'll never watch TV. You'll never use the phone again and you'll never leave this house except to go to school. <sighs> And, and Joan is just really upset. It's like, Jamie, how could you do this? Oh, my gosh. Like, he's protecting her. And for what? I like how they're, <laughs> they're hanging. He and Vicky are hanging upside down on the monkey bars. They still have the monkey bars there. Notice the pool isn't there. They got rid of that. Like, meh, we don't need this pool. It does nothing for us. thinking great again I get to go steady with Jessica but I won't be able to see her until I have wrinkles and understand real estate or whatever Harry I didn't think we were gonna see her this episode but honestly when she and Jamie are like face to face she is catching up to height in him the uh Emily Shulman is catching up in height to um <laughs> the actor who plays Jamie whose name is escaping me for some second uh, jerry emily and jerry she's catching up in height to him anyway so she 
mentions a that, well actually <laughs> Vicky mentions Jessica's name as in the woman of Jamie's dreams and Harriet says oh yeah I saw Jessica arm in arm near the mall with some jock looking guy it was like a big beefy dude with no neck and Jamie is all like, wait a minute, she's supposed to be going with me. Why is she being seen with him? Like, and then he finds like, you know, I'm not, I'm not covering for her ass anymore. If she's going to, you know, do me dirty like that, basically. But then he gets an idea. It's like, we got to get her to confess somehow. Like, and even, well, I thought they're going to go the route of like Vicky recording Jessica admitting that would have been the thing. I mean, I don't know if she could do two things at once with the lie detector and recording Jessica admitting to taking the test. You know, that would have been the thing. Like, boom, you got it. Play it for Joan, and bing, bang, boom, that bitch is on. She's going to the principal's office. She's going to get expelled. <laughs> no, she's not. I don't think so. But Jamie has got the idea that he's going to actually embarrass her to get her to confess that she so this will be interesting because the next day he shows up in 80s nerd fashion of what the 80s thinks a nerd was in 19 in the 80s which was the taped up glasses the parted hair the pocket protector or pen protector pocket protector what have you pants all the way up Past the belly button. And he's like pushing his glasses. I'm sorry. Joan didn't see him leave the house looking like that. So I can imagine like, Jamie, what are you, why are you dressed like that? Why did you start wearing your father's glasses? Because clearly where else did he get those from? Oh yeah. And the other thing in the last scene was of course, Ted knocking a hole in the drywall because he's trying to fix the fuse box. And, of course, that wall is made of paper. They have termites because he just knocked right through it. Hit a water pipe. Gets sprayed in the face. Oi. This running gag of Ted trying to fix stuff is just... Uh, I'm not here for it. <laughs> Everyone's laughing. Like, who is this Dorcas Malorcas? Oh, my God. Anyway, she's... Okay, stop with the. Is she like breaking character? I want to re 
rewatch this scene again because this girl cannot keep a straight face throughout this entire scene with Jerry Seprian pretending to be a nerd. I think this is it's just hilarious. It's comical. I think he's just having a ball with that. And the fact, literally, the girl plays Jessica, Leanne, or whatever her name is. Go on YouTube and watch that scene because she is smiling the whole time while trying to act grossed out. Yeah, she basically, yeah, she, she literal shot herself in the foot there with that. Like, yes, and Joan happened to be there to hear her admit to it. Like, Jamie, that was a badass move, man. I applaud you. you sometimes he's got some good ideas. <laughs> but I want to watch this scene again. Uh, it looks like th there's like less than two minutes left. I think this last scene is going to be this running gag of Ted. Uh, I almost called him Tim. Home improvement. Of Ted with that crock clock thing. Yes, even while rewatching, it's like no, she cannot keep. She is laughing. She just cannot keep it. To, she can't stay in character. She's supposed to be embarrassed and grossed out, but she's laughing just through the whole thing because it's just so goofy. But apparently, she gets B's in history. But apparently, her parents want her to bring home straight fucking A's. And she's like, I don't want my parents to be mad at me. They put so much pressure on me and my grades and everything. I don't want a disappointment. I, I'd be like, honey, I get it. But really, they're just grades at the end of the day. I'm mean, sure you don't want to be getting C's, D's, and F's, but, uh... It's your parents, I don't... There is a girl in the back who does not look like she is of junior high age. She looks like she is a teacher's assistant sitting in the back, observing the classroom. Jamie and I like, a B? And Jamie says, I'd kill to get a B. See how it works now. Yeah, they're all like, it's gonna kill us all. It's gonna kill us all. I bet the power's gonna go out. Talking one to croc. At home, time will be four o'clock. He's gonna put them on Mars. That is annoying. Cars that works. I can fix anything, huh? Way to go, Dad. No, something's gonna happen. How about fixing that lamp in the living room that you've been promising me? You got it right now. Follow me. It's gonna start on fire. Uh, you can also fix my desk chair. It's squeaks. Tough. That is my arm. Carol, are you talking one to Croc? At home, time will be... Holy shit! Throw that out! Way to go, Dad. Before it burns down your house. Yeah, they were right to uh, duck underneath the kitchen island, <laughs> Jamie and Joan and Vicky. And then at first it sounds like it's fine. It's just, it's so fucking loud. And the time it takes to tell you the time, you could have easily found the damn time on some other object being a microwave or an oven. There's two of them in there. I mean, come on now. One of them would tell you the time. So... And they're like, oh, wow, we're impressed. Oh, go fix that lamp. Oh, Vicky's arm is squeaking. Oh, uh, fix Jamie's desk chair because it's got a, it's squeaky or whatever the hell. So he's like, yeah, I got this. I got this. They go into the living room. He's fixing, working on the lamp. All of a sudden, we hear that stupid crock clock. Announced the time. And I'm like, how often is it supposed to do that? It's so fucking loud. You would hear it throughout the entire house. It explodes and blows the damn door off the kitchen. Well, that separates the kitchen and the living room. And then Vicky goes, way to go, dad. Which is just, I don't know. It's just weird having her call Ted dad. I mean, it's not like she calls him Ted or anything. Or sir. But even still, I don't know. It's just weird. But that pretty much that's the episode guys so i thought that this was fun the fun part being when J jamie dressed up like a nerd that was fun so the next episode <laughs> is 
all about Jamie because apparently he's got someone that wants, I think this might be the one where someone wants to marry him. Like Ted's boss's daughter or some weird shit like that. Okay, yeah. Season 3, episode 4, Bride and Groom, aired October 3rd, 1987. The boss's daughter sets her sights on... This one, I remember a little bit here and there from when I watched it when I was like maybe 7 or 8, 9 years old. Uh, we do have Allison Croft playing Karen Jennings. We got Lucy Lee Flippin, who we all know and love as Eliza James from Little House on the Prairie. Reggie's coming back, which is awesome. We got Ted Pitsis as Mr. Jennings. We got Jason Horse as Chip Jennings. They bring the whole fucking family to the Lawson house? For what? Oh, my gosh. Um, This girl, this lady here, she's been in some stuff. She's sister, sister, party of five, just a handful of shit. Um... Yeah, she looks like somebody. Um, so, yeah, that'll be interesting. I'm going to go on YouTube. I want to see if anyone uh, comments on this episode in regards to the actress who plays Jessica and then able to keep a straight face. This is so obvious, guys. Someone did comment that the episodes with Jessica are boring. Like, eh, yeah, a little bit. Um, watching Jamie make a fool out of himself. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't see anything in regards to uh, comments about Jessica other than someone commenting that Jessica episodes are boring. Like, eh. But, yeah, this one was creative. I mean, I liked it for the most part. Um, whole side plot with Ted and the croc clock was a little bleh. But other than that, not bad. So, yeah, I will be back at the end of April with Bride and Groom Season 3, Episode 4. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Again, it, all the episodes of all the four seasons are on YouTube. Check them out. They're really, it's it's fun to revisit this. And honestly, these are pretty much brand new to me because I might have seen some in reruns, but I don't think that I've seen all the episodes. And even if I did when I was like eight or nine years old, I'm not, they're not going to stand out like me having watched Full House episodes constantly all the time over the years and reruns and DVDs and the podcast and everything. So, all right. Have a great week, everybody, and a great rest of your March. And I'll see you at the end of April. Bye-bye.